Welcome to Success Superstars, episode number 153, and my special guest, Dr. Rob Gilbert uh, from Success Hotline. Dr. Rob, welcome. Hey, thanks, Mark. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, Happy New Year. This is your second appearance uh, on the show. Now, we're just babies at episode 153. You're up to, I think, 10,914 or something. Well, I started Success Hotline on January 22nd, 1992. Wow, and you haven't missed a day. I mean, I, I know I'm a regular. Yeah, um, no, I haven't. And people say, oh my God, that's so difficult. Here's what I find out, Mark. It's easier to do something every day than it is to do it once or twice a week. You know, I'm 73 years old, and when you get to my age, there are these people called weekend warriors. They work out on the weekends, but they only mm -hmm. work out on the weekends. If you only work out on the weekends, you're gonna have a heart attack on the weekends. So I found that it's easier to do something every day. You build up the momentum than it is once or twice or three or four times a week. Yeah. Now, what motivated you to start the hotline and to be as consistent as you have over the years? Well, it's it's impossible for me not to do it. You know, I, I you know, I it's not even a, a thought of not doing it. I mean, it's just and you find people who are exceptional in anything. And in sports, the great Dan Gable, he worked out at least once a day, every day for six years to win the 1972 Olympic gold medal. Uh, people in sales, 300 cold calls a day, without fail, without fail, without fail. Now, what happens is the first time I take discipline, the second time I take discipline, the third, the fourth, and then there's a magical bridge that we cross. The magical bridge, you go from discipline to desire. You go from I have to to I want to, you know? Mm. You know, and nobody knows when it's going to happen, but that's when you become masterful, you know, because the ends will always lose to the intos. I only have two types of students. Those are in school. Those are into school. And I tell them, and then you're going to be in a job or into a job. Are you going to be in a relationship, into a relationship, in a religion, into a religion? So you have to be an into. And before we get off this call today, I promise everybody we're going to give you the secret. And it's going to be one word. You only have to remember one word. That's the exciting thing. Just one word will change your life. Oh, I can't wait I, to hear that word. Now, I sound like one of these late, late night infomercial guys, don't I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, just the one word. One word. <laughs> you don't have to buy it. I'm going to give it to you. All you have to do is use it. Yeah. Now, has there ever been a day, though, that you didn't want to record an episode or you didn't want to get up and do it? I mean, did you ever want to, like, throw in the towel one day? And, uh, and how did you overcome that? Well, I'll tell you, um, the most difficult um, messages for me to do is the week before Christmas, I do like a series of five or six Christmas messages, but I only do them once a year. And it's, you know, I'm really not good at the stories because I only practice them once a year. The other stories I'm telling all the time. So those messages, I, I think uh, the other day, right before Christmas is a message um, if, uh, the reunion message, it took me 22 times to record it, 22 times until I got it right. Wow. Um, but, uh, you know, so I wasn't happy after 10 or 11. <laughs> right, right. Now, one of your messages last week, I, I think, honored your mother. Tell us about that. Yes. My mother is 98 years old. And uh, one of the uh, courses I teach, Mark, is I teach a course on stress reduction at Montclair State University. And I have her speak to my students because we're going through a time of COVID. And, my, and, you know, 
is COVID difficult? Is it difficult to isolate? Is it difficult to do all these things? The answer is not yes. The answer is not no. The answer is compared to what? And my mother tells them, what was World War II like? Compared to World War II, this is a walk in the park. My husband, uh, my husband, my father, her husband left her right after they got married. He enlisted the day after Pearl Harbor and they didn't see each other for three and a half years. Three and a half years. And that's when you wrote a letter and you might get the letter delivered in three weeks. So, you know, and, and we didn't know with World War II, we know we're going to come out the other end of this pandemic. In World War II, we didn't know the other end might be us speaking German. We didn't know we were going to win this war. It was right. constant. Oh, it was. And, you know, there aren't too many people alive that could, that could, that could say it. Yeah. What a great story. And the uncertainty then was certainly uncertain. To what? Yeah. You know, my mother and my father and probably your parents were part of what they call the greatest generation. You know, we save the free world. I don't want to be too offensive. We are part of the weakest generation. We have people that won't even wear a face mask. What's the story? We know what we have to do. So I am at war against this COVID virus, and I'm really an activist. You know, when I see people without face masks, I call them on it. I mean, we have to win this thing. And everybody knows that no matter how great the vaccine is, the face mask is stronger than the vaccine and people won't wear the face mask. I don't get it. Right. Now, part of it becomes grit. You know, one of the things that I reached down to and I got more gritty in, in 2020 yeah, and right. 2021 uh, is going to require more grit. Would you agree? Well, it's going to require tenacity, persistence. But, you know, how much does a face mask weigh? It's only like a half an ounce. You just put around your ears. It's no yeah. big deal. But to be successful in anything, you need grit, you need persistence, you need tenacity, you need stick to itiveness. Not once in a while, all the time. You know, every single day. So let me ask you, Mark. The common denominator to all success, sales, school, sports, you name it, it comes down to one word. Mm. What word would you say? If there's just one word. The first word that came to my mind was persistence. Persistence. And when I do this in class, people say persistence, tenacity, resilience, being positive, enthusiasm. Um, and I said, well, those are all subdivisions of the word. So let me tell you where I first came in contact with this word. Um, I was a pretty poor collegiate wrestler. But while I was wrestling in college, there was an absolute superstar named Dan Gable. And about eight years ago, he was giving a talk in Southern Jersey. I, I live in Northern Jersey. So in the middle of the winter, I took a three-hour ride down to see Dan Gable speak. And after his talk, after everybody left the auditorium, only the organizers were there, and I waited because I wanted to ask him a weird question. And I approached him. I said, Dan, uh, can I ask you a very strange question? He said, go ahead. I said, you've been extremely successful, NCAA champ, Olympic champion, and I won nothing in wrestling. Why were you so successful and I wasn't? He said, well, where did you go to school? I said, UMass Amherst. And he said, well, I went to Iowa State. Of course I knew that. He said, in your practices, what did you do towards the end of practice? I'd say probably the last 20, 25 minutes we did conditioning. He said, yeah, me too. He said, what did you do when practice was over? I said, well, to tell you the truth, I crawled back to the locker room. I took a shower, got dressed, and went to eat. He said, now that's the difference between you and me. 
when practice was over, I went back to the locker too. But I put on a rubber suit, I put on a hoodie, I put on sweatpants, I cranked up the heat in the wrestling room as high as it could get. I took my jump rope and I went back into the wrestling room and I jumped rope until I passed out. Now, when he said those words, I jumped rope until I passed out, I had like a split screen in my mind. And I see Rob Gilbert in the dining hall eating a pork chop and I see Dan Gable jumping rope like a maniac. That's the difference. Now, the interesting thing is he got in such great shape, he never passed out. But I never reached his level because the word is extreme. He was extreme and I wasn't. He was mm -hmm. way outside the comfort zone of any person on planet. And I was right in the middle of the comfort zone. So no matter what you want to do well, see, I'm 73 years old. And I don't work with people who want improvement. I, I don't have enough time left to work with people on improvement. I work with people who want to have a breakthrough. That's what's exciting. Don't have a better year than 2020. Break company records. Go crazy. And you know what? The most dangerous, most devastating disease in America is not the COVID virus. It's not heart disease. It's not cancer. It's lack of self-esteem. Lack of self-esteem is when you're living, but you're not alive. You know, mm -hmm. you're living, going through the motions, but you're not truly alive. You become extreme and you're going to become alive. You know, don't lose that two or three pounds you wanted to lose for five years. Lose that 25 or 30 pounds you need to lose. Don't right. write that book the next year. Write the book of the next month. You could write the next Harry Potter. Who knows? So first day of school at Montclair State. And every uh, September, I teach a lot of first-year students, a lot of freshmen. And I go around the room and I say, okay, what is your goal? And that's all I say. And they say, oh, I want to graduate. I want to go to medical school. I want to become a doctor. I want to graduate with honors. Then the people who are really cool, they say, oh, I want to graduate summa cum laude. They, you know, they read the, the uh, orientation book or something. And I say, every time, whatever they say, good, 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 fine, nice. And then I say, okay, I have a goal for you. I don't want you to graduate with honors. I don't want you to get into medical school. I want you to win a Rhodes Scholarship. Now, a Rhodes Scholarship is like the Academy Award, the Emmy, the uh, Grammy, for college students, every year only 34 students win. And what do they win? They win a fellowship to um, uh, to study at Oxford in England, probably the best university in the world. I said, shoot for the Rhodes Scholarship. If you shoot for the Rhodes Scholarship, and even if you miss, you'll be a star. You know, wow. don't. what's your goal? Oh, I want to make the team. No, you want to win the Heisman Trophy. And then the bigger the goal, the more energy has with it. I love it. So extreme. The word is extreme. And we use a hashtag here called exceeding like expectations. Here's what I like people to do, because I want you to do an extreme brainwash on yourself. I want you to get five three by five index cards and write the word extreme, then post them, post them on your you know, wall, post them on your mirror places. And I want you to start thinking extreme. You know, if you want a Mercedes, get um, Mercedes, um, you know, for your keys, you know, so you, you know, that Mercedes insignia. I mean, like one of the things I do because Dean Gable was one of my heroes, uh, in the other room, I have my university of Iowa wrestling sweatshirt because that's where he coached. And I get energy from wearing the Iowa wrestling sweatshirt because that's where Dean Gable was right. and he was extreme and I want to gravitate towards him. Yeah. So maybe, you know, I'm kind of extreme, uh, with my hotline. But uh, I was no near, near nearly extreme as is Dan Gable. 
So the whole thing is you will be happy, you will be healthier, you will be more successful if you are extreme or you could be average. So let's go back to college. So suppose you went to college and suppose you got into your dream college and you probably got a letter in the mail and people told you, oh, if the envelope is thick, if there's a lot of stuff in it, it means you got in, it's thin. So you open up the envelope and it's a thick envelope and you say, oh my God, there's a lot of stuff in here. And then you open it up and it says, we are pleased to inform you that you've been accepted to the class of 2024 at, you know, wherever. And all of a sudden you slam the table and you say, I'm going to go there. I'm going to be the best student. I'm going to be the captain of the football team. I'm going to be the president of the clubs. I'm going to find the love of my life. I am going to have such a great college experience. That's probably what happened. You probably mm -hmm. didn't open the envelope and say, oh, I'm so glad I got into Montclair State. You know, um, I'm not going to stretch it too much. I want to get B's and C's. Um, maybe I'll join a club or two. And, you know, I'm just going to hang out and have fun. Most people, the day of a acceptance of the first one not the second one but then they gravitate towards the second one you know why because you hang around people who accept average and mark you and i i don't know if you know we're in the same army we're at war against average that's right. why you do this we, we have to be at war against average i'm only at war against two things i'm at war against COVID. i'm at war against average people do not want to be average but they'll accept it so people like you and me we well, you know, I, I, I've done 10,000 whatever messages of the hotline. I've never taught anybody anything on the hotline. I just reminded them of things they already know. You know, right. gentle reminders. That's what a coach does. Yeah. You know, and, and extreme. The, yeah. yeah. The word's extreme. So how, yeah. how do people get a hold of the hotline again? What's the number? Well, um, if you call my hotline, you'll hear today's message. But if you go to the podcast, it's www dot the success hotline.com and then a uh, two or three you know all the messages are archived on the uh on the podcast www.thesuccesshotline.com if you want to call it's 973-743-4690 and i change the message about six oh no seven thirty east coast time cool well so the word of the day is extreme extreme the word of my, the word of my life the word that's going to be on my tombstone so can we do something extreme, Mark? Yeah. Yeah, there was a little trepidation in your voice. No, no, <laughs> okay. that's extreme. No, I'm in. Pick a, pick a book, the big one or the little one? Which one do you want? Little one. Okay. So now um, I took off my glasses, so I can't see what's happening. So I'm going to put this and tell me when to stop. Stop. So I'm going to write the book or just say stop whenever you want me to stop. Stop. Okay, stop. now... Could you read any of the pages? Uh, he liked or, he liked the night. It was so dark and cold. No, 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 no! Don't read it. Don't read it. Oh, okay. What I want you to do on one of the pages, pick out a long word. Don't tell me the word though. Pick out a word that's nine, ten, eleven, twelve letters long. Pick a long word. Okay, got it. I got it. Yep. Okay. I have one. So I closed it. There's no trick. Okay. So let me get my little thing here by any magic by psychic coincidence um, was your word start with a v or an m it didn't no no it didn't no. what did your word begin with it started with an h h okay could you tell if your page 
was facing you on the left or the right? It was facing me on the left. Okay. The left. Yeah. Can you tell if your word was on the top half of the page or the bottom half of the page? Be towards the top half of the page. Okay. Could you tell if your word, the line that it was on, was it in the middle or was it very to the left or the right? It was towards the right. Okay. Was yes or no? Was your word Honduras? It was not, no. Was it a geographical city, state, country? No, no, it was a thing you used. No, don't tell me the word. Oh. Me the word. Um, was your word. Hippopotamus? No. Am I even close? Uh, no. No. Okay. Um, you, you might you might want to edit this. I screwed up. What was your word? Handkerchief. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's good. So, I hope that was extreme. Yeah. No, that was extreme. <laughs> yeah. That that's extreme. No, we won't edit it. It's all good. It's it's real and stuff. Then, Whenever I do a magic trick in class, when we used to meet people in class, I, I tell them at the beginning of the semester, any magic trick I do this semester, I will teach you how to do it so you can do it too. But there's one provision, that once I start teaching it to you, you cannot stop. You have to go through and learn it and master it and perform it in class. So I say, and after I perform that trick, uh, I say, okay, who wants to learn that trick? Oh, I want to learn, I want to learn. I say, okay. See me after class and we'll start training you. But it's going to take 20 to 25 hours. But then nobody's interested because they don't want to be extreme. Yeah. So I used to be a wrestler in college. And in the office of my wrestling coach, there was a little poster that said, if you really want to be a champion, then the work is no problem. If you really want to be a champion, then the work is no problem. And I tell my students, on that poster, only one word was italicized. And I said to him, I said, what word was italicized? Oh, it was word champion. I said, no. Uh, it was word work. I said, no. The word that was italicized was the word really. You know, mm -hmm. really, really means, really is taking it exponentially to another power. Uh, everybody wants to be a millionaire, but do you really want to be a millionaire? You know, everybody wants to be a champion. Oh, uh, are you willing to run tomorrow? Yeah. Are you, if you really want to be a champion, you'll run at five in the morning. That's what I'll say. So really is along with um, extreme, another keyword. Really and extreme. We, we use a hashtag yep. called exceed expectations, which, which yep. falls right into uh, yep. extreme More than and, and really. Well, thank you so much for pouring into us today. I can't wait for this episode to go live and check out again the podcast on the website uh, or call into the success hotline. So it's a pleasure, Mark. And uh, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for calling my hotline. Yeah, appreciate it. And again, I'm glad you're back. We'll have you back again for another episode in a few months. And until then, may your choices reflect your hopes and not your fears. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, there we go. Thank you, Dr. Rob. That was good. Oh, yeah, I got to write that down. May your choices reflect your hopes and not your fears. I love that. Yeah.
Now, quick question on, on, on the book trick. I'm assuming that you've read it so many times that you have it, in a sense, memorized. Is that the... When uh, a couple of years ago, when I had a hip operation and I had to, you know, be in a rehab for a couple of weeks, I said, what can I do while I'm here that would wow my students when I go out and school started? So, yeah, you're right. I memorized it. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. But, you know, you had to do that over and over and over. Right? You had to put in the work. You probably had to read it. I don't know. Five, six, I, I, seven, I, ten I, times. I don't always get it. I don't always get it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they screw up. <laughs> Did you go so far as to write, like, down every single word? No, I just. Um, oh, you know what I'm really obsessed with now? Have you watched The Queen's Gambit on um, on Netflix? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Have you watched it? Yeah. The, the new queen? The, 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 the yeah. Mm-hmm. With the chess, the, the, about the chess. Oh no, I, I haven't seen that one. Mm -mm. Okay, have you heard about it? Uh huh. But but I don't know. Starting about three weeks ago, people were leaving me messages on the hotline. They said, "Oh, Gilbert, you got to watch the Queen's Gambit," and then they'd say, "Oh, you really like it? It's about an eight-year-old uh, chess master who's an orphan in Kentucky." And I said to myself, there's nothing I'd want to watch less than this. <laughs> but once I started watching it, I was I was addicted to it. So I watched it. I listened to the audio tape. I've read the book. I'm watching it again. And now I'm going to write a little something or other. I'm going to write something called Everything You Need to Know About Sports Psychology You Can Learn from the Queen's Gambit. So with the Queen's Gambit, um, when I'm listening to it on tape, I've... I could almost know what the next sentence is because I've, you know, I've immersed myself into it so much. Yeah, you I don't know the next sentence word by word, but you know, the, by the concepts, you know. I, I once did, and I'll have to send the, send you this story because because maybe you can use it somehow. But uh, a number of years ago, I did a training tape. It was a a, a five hour, one hour segment over five deals, and yeah. one of my students called me one day, and, and she had. Literally, she wanted to learn it so much. She wrote, she wrote, transcribed each session word by word, and she internalized it so so well. She could almost do like you did with the book, uh, and she went to the extreme level. I'd like to read that. Yeah. Okay, my Send friend. It to me. I will. Yeah. I'd like to read that training session. That would be fun. Well, always a uh, joy ha having you on. I enjoy uh, hearing your show every day and. Appreciate you okay. taking the time out. It's my pleasure. Anytime. We'll, we'll let you know when this goes live. Okay. Here's one of, my, one of my callers every day. He leaves me a message. He says, stay positive, but test negative. Oh, I love it. Stay positive and test negative. There you go, my friend. I'm at war against average. Uh, I'm at war yeah. against lazy agents. Yeah. Uh, average and COVID. Yeah. Okay. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you.